For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the spiritual understanding of the festival of first fruits. This is part two of the series. Adam was the world's firstborn. In Midrash Rabbah, Numbers chapter 4 and section 8, and making a commentary on Numbers chapter 3, verse 45, which says, Take the Levite. Our rabbis have said, Why did the Holy One, blessed be he, order the firstborn Israelite to be redeemed by means of the Levite? Because originally, before the tribe of Levi arose, the firstborn performed the sacrificial service or acted the role of the priest. There is proof that the firstborn offered the sacrifices before the tribe of Levi took office. Go back to the beginning of the creation of the world. Adam was the world's firstborn. When he offered his sacrifice, as it says, and it pleased the Lord better than a bullock that has horns and hoofs, Psalm 69 verse 31, he donned high priestly garments, as it says, and the Lord God made for Adam and his wife garments of skins and clothed them. The reference is Genesis chapter 3 verse 21 they were robes of honor which subsequent firstborn used so Adam has the role of a priest Adam was also given the birthright Midrash Rabbah Genesis 97 6 says and Israel said unto Joseph behold I die Genesis chapter 48 verse 21 moreover I have given to you one portion which in Hebrew is Shechem above your brethren Genesis 48 22. Rabbi Judah maintained the portion, which in Hebrew the word is Shechem, means the birthright and the raiment of Adam. This birthright was transferred ultimately from Adam to Shem. Continuing on in Midrash Rabbah Numbers chapter 4 section 8 and making a commentary on the scripture Numbers chapter 3 verse 45 take the Levite the commentary is as follows when Adam died he transmitted them that is the birthright to Seth Seth transmitted them to Methuselah when Methuselah died he transmitted them to Noah Noah arose and offered a sacrifice as it said and he took of every clean beast and offered birth 
burn offerings on the altar. Genesis chapter 8 verse 20. Noah died and transmitted them to Shem. There is proof that Shem offered sacrifices since it says in Melchizedek, king of Salem, who in the literal sense is seen as being Shem, but it's a spiritual picture of Yeshua, the Messiah, because in the volume of the book it's written of him, brought forth bread and wine, and he was priest of God the Most High. Genesis chapter 14 verse 18. Now was it to him that the priesthood was given? What then is the meaning of the statement here? And he was priest because he offered sacrifices like a priest. Shem died and handed the birthright to Abraham. The fact is that because he was a righteous man, the birthright was transferred to him and he offered sacrifices. And it says, and he offered up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Genesis chapter 32 verse 13. Abraham died and handed it on to Isaac. Isaac arose and handed it on to Jacob. Jacob, having taken the birthright, began to offer sacrifices, as it says. And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go to Bethel, and dwell there, and make there an altar unto God. Genesis chapter 35 and verse 1. Jacob, therefore, has the firstborn, or the birth right status and position and thus the blessing in Midrash Rabbah Numbers chapter 6 section 2 and making a commentary from the Torah in Numbers chapter 4 verse 22 where it says take the sum of hence it is written he withdraws not his eyes from the righteous Job chapter 36 verse 7 which means that the Holy One blessed be he does not withhold from them some realization of his ideal thus we find that Jacob eagerly desired desired the birthright for a godly purpose, to wit, that he might be able to offer sacrifices or have the position of a priest, and so he acquired it from Esau for money. The Holy One, blessed be he, therefore gave him his approval and called him, My son, my firstborn, in Exodus chapter 4 verse 22, and conferred upon the firstborn the distinction of offering sacrifices before him. The firstborn, by being a priest, has priestly right. In Midrash Ashrabah, Genesis chapter 63, section 13 says, Why did Jacob display such eagerness for the birthright? Because we learned that before the erection of the tabernacle, the sacrificial service was performed by firstborn. After the tabernacle was erected, the sacrificial service was performed by Levitical priests. Not only does the firstborn have priestly right, but the firstborn also has kingship right. Midrash Rabbah, Numbers chapter 6, section 2, goes on to say, But with kings upon the throne, Job 36, verse 7, signifies that the Holy One, blessed be He, allotted honor to the firstborn in by them kingship should fittingly be assumed as it says but the kingdom gave he to Jehoram because he was the firstborn Second Chronicles chapter 21 verse 3 in the case of David it likewise says I also will appoint him firstborn the highest of the kings of the earth Psalm 89 verse 27 this explains but with kings upon the throne he set them forever Job chapter 36 and verse Verse 7. As a result, Adam was being a firstborn and having the birthright 
blessing. He was king over the creation of the God of Israel. How do we see that he had dominion or and he was to rule over the earth as a king? Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. It's kings that rule and reign and have dominion. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Then in Psalm chapter 8 verses 4 and 5 it says, What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you've made him a little lower than the, it says in the Hebrew, Elohim, and have crowned him with glory and honor. Man was crowned with glory and honor just like a king. Therefore Adam had the position and the status of being a king and a priest as well as being a firstborn of Yahweh's or the God of Israel's creation. The firstborn was given the birthright and he not only has the place of the firstborn but a king and a priest. Now the firstborn king and priest status or position which originally was Adam's was ultimately passed down to Shem, ultimately to Abraham, and ultimately then to Jacob. Jacob possessed the position of king, priest, and firstborn. In Midrash Rabbah, Numbers chapter 6, section 2 says, And so Jacob says to Reuben, Reuben, you are my firstborn, the excellency of dignity. And the Hebrew word for dignity is se'eth, and the excellency of power, the Hebrew word for power is oz, quoting from Genesis chapter 49, verse 3. But se'eth, which is translated as dignity in Genesis chapter 49 verse 3 means lifting up and this is an allusion to the priesthood for you read and Aaron lifted up his hands toward the people and blessed them Leviticus chapter 9 verse 22 while by oaths or by power or strength he alluded to kingship for it says he will give strength the Hebrew word is oaths unto his king 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 10 had Reuben not disgraced himself by his conduct with Bela he would have been worthy of assuming the priesthood and and the kingship seeing that he was the firstborn. Reuben was entitled the position of king, priest, and firstborn. Midrash Rabbah, Genesis 98 and section 4. And commenting on the verse, Genesis chapter 49 verse 3, Reuben, you are my firstborn, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. The birthright should have been yours. Priesthood should have been yours. Royalty should have been yours. Now that you have sinned, you do not have them. Reuben lost his status because of sexual sin. Genesis chapter 35 verse 22 says, And it came to pass when Israel dwelt in that land that Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard it. This is what Jacob or Israel is referring to when he's speaking to Reuben in Genesis chapter 49 verses 3 and 4. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might in the beginning of my strength the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power unstable as water you shall not excel because you went up to your father's bed then defiled it he went up to my couch as a result of this Jacob takes the king priest firstborn and birthright blessing status and functions and ultimately these things get split among the tribes of Israel and Midrash 
Midrash Rabbah, Genesis chapter 98, section 4, says, once again, Reuben, the birthright should have been yours, the priesthood yours, and royalty yours. But now that you have sinned, the birthright is given to Joseph. The priesthood ultimately got given to Levi, and the kingship or royalty got given to Judah. The sons of Joseph, Ephraim and Manasseh, are given the birthright blessing. In First Chronicles chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Now the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, for he was the firstborn, but forasmuch as he defiled his father's bed, his birthright is given to the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel. The sons of Joseph are Ephraim and Manasseh, as we can see that this blessing was given to them in Genesis chapter 48, verse 14 and 17. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh's head, guiding his hands wittingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. When Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand upon the hand of Ephraim, because you give the blessing with the right hand, because the right hand symbolizes power and strength and to rule. When Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand upon the head of Ephraim, it displeased him, and he held up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head unto Manasseh's head. He's saying, you should be giving this to the older and not the younger. In Genesis chapter 48 verse 19 and his father refused and said I know it my son I know it he also shall become a people referring to Manasseh and he also shall be great but truly his younger brother shall be the greater than he and his seed shall become a multitude of nations which is Hebrew is Melo Hagoyim which means the fullness of the nations and he blessed them that day saying in you shall Israel bless saying God make you as Ephraim and Manasseh and he set Ephraim before Manasseh and this blessing is the blessing that is recited each and every traditional Sabbath service. This is the blessing that is given over our sons. Therefore as a result Ephraim is the firstborn of the God of Israel. We can see this in Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 9. They shall come with weeping and with supplication will I lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of water in a straight way wherein they shall not stumble for I am a father to Israel and Ephraim is my firstborn. Jeremiah chapter 31 verses 18 through 20 it says regarding Ephraim. I have surely heard Ephraim bemoaning himself thus. You have chastised me and I was chastised. Surely after that I was turned I repented and after that after I repented I was instructed. What do you be instructed in? Torah, which is the straight way. I smote upon my thigh. I was ashamed, yea, even confounded, because I did bear the reproach of my youth. What was he ashamed about that he didn't follow Torah? Is Ephraim my dear son? Is he a pleasant child? For since I spoke against him, I do earnestly remember him still. Therefore my bowels are troubled for him. I will surely have mercy upon him, says the Lord. And the God of Israel redeems his people by bestowing mercy upon them. Judah is given the kingship in Genesis chapter 49 verse 10. The scepter which is used by a king 
shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. Shiloh is a term for the Messiah. And look what it says about Shiloh or the Messiah. And unto him, the Messiah, shall be the gathering of the people. What's the gathering of the people? That is gathering Jacob from being exiled in the nations of the world. It's the role of the Messiah to gather the exiles of the house of Jacob and to return them back to the land of Israel. There is a prophecy regarding it. Second Samuel chapter 3 verse 10 to translate the kingdom from the house of Saul and to set up the throne of David the throne of David over Israel and over Judah from Dan even to Beersheba therefore Judah was given the kingship the Levites became the priests how did this happen? Well, in Midrash Rabbah Numbers, chapter 4, section 8, it says, Similarly, when Moses had sacrifices offered at Sinai, it was the firstborn who offered them, as it says. And he sent the young men of the children of Israel who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings. Exodus chapter 24, verse 5. What is the meaning of the term young men? It refers to the youth among the firstborn who offered burnt offerings. From here you learn that no man offered sacrifices except the firstborn. Now, when Israel committed the unnameable act, that is the golden calf, they said, let the firstborn come and offer sacrifices to it, the golden calf. As it says, and they rose up early on the morrow, and they offered burnt offerings, and they brought peace offerings. Exodus chapter 32, verse 6. As a result of the sin of the golden calf, the firstborn do not then play the priestly service in the priest role to offer sacrifices, the God of Israel gives this function to the Levite. Exodus chapter 32 verse 25 and 26 says, And when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me, and all the sons of Levi gather themselves together unto him. The firstborn in all Israel lose the their priesthood function because of sexual sin which is connected with the sin of the golden calf. They, the firstborn, in fact, would have been worthy of assuming the priestly office and the duties of the Levites if they had not sinned in connection with the incident of the golden calf. For originally the firstborn offered sacrifices as it says, and he sent the young men of the children of Israel who offered burnt offerings. Exodus chapter 24 verse 5. Who caused the firstborn to forfeit all this glory? The cause was their having exalted themselves and worshipped the golden calf. Thus we find that the firstborn Israelites fell from their greatness as a result of the incident of the golden calf. This comes from Midrash Rabbah Numbers chapter 6 section 2. As a result the Levites become priests. In Midrash Rabbah Numbers chapter 4 section 8 says God said to them, I have given promotion to the firstborn having made them great in the world and they've renounced me and have risen and offered sacrifices before the calf. Behold, I shall dismiss the firstborn and enroll the sons of Levi. Therefore the Holy One, blessed be he, told Moses to number them, as it says, number the children of Levi. Numbers chapter 3, verse 15. Continuing on, in Midrash Rabbah, Numbers chapter 4, section 8, said Rabbi Judah the Levite, who suggested to you that God dismissed the firstborn from the sacrificial duties and enrolled the sons of Levi? Because it says, take the Levite, in Numbers chapter 3, verse 45 instead of whom take the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the children of Israel and the cattle of the Levites instead of their cattle and the Levite shall 
mouth be mine, I am the Lord. In Numbers chapter 8, verse 18, it says, And I have taken the Levite for all the firstborn of the children of Israel. First fruits, or bikarim, were brought to the Levite. In Numbers chapter 10, verses 34 and 35, it is written, And we cast the lots among the priests, the Levite, and the people, for the wood offering to bring it unto the house of our God, after the houses of our fathers, at times appointed year by year, to burn upon the altar of the Lord our God, as it is written in the Torah, and to bring the first fruits, this is bikarim, of our ground, and the first fruits, bikarim, of all fruits, of all trees, year by year, unto the house of the Lord. The firstborn were brought to the Levite. Nehemiah chapter 10, verse 36. Also the firstborn, that is bikor, of our sons and of our cattle, as it is written in the Torah, and the firstlings of our herds and our flocks to bring to the house of our God under the priests that minister in the house of our God. In addition, the first of all things, which is the reshit, and tithes were brought to the Levite. Nehemiah chapter 10 verse 37 and that we should bring the first fruits which is reshit the first of all things of our dough and our offerings and the fruit of all manner of trees of wine and of oil under the priest to the chamber of the house of our God and the tithes of our ground under the Levite that the same Levites might have the tithes in all the cities of our tillage it is now mentioned in Midrash Rabbah Exodus chapter 19 section 7 that the Messiah is a firstborn. Rabbi Nathan said, The Holy One, blessed be he, told Moses, Just as I have made Jacob a firstborn, for it says, Israel is my son, my firstborn, Exodus chapter 4, verse 22, so will I make King Messiah a firstborn, as it says, I also will appoint him firstborn. Psalm chapter 89, verse 28. If you look at Psalm 89, verse 28, this is literally speaking about David. So the interpretation when it's speaking about David, it's speaking about King Messiah. So here in the Midrash Rabbah, it mentions that King Messiah will be a firstborn, and the association in Psalm 89:28 is he's also going to be a king. Messiah is the firstborn son of Miriam. In Matthew chapter 1, verses 24 and 25, then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Yeshua. Yeshua, the Messiah, is referred to as being a firstborn in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Next verse, Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. Now Colossians chapter 1 verse 18. And he is the head, the Rosh. He's the head of the body, the congregation who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead that in all things he might have the preeminent. Yeshua is the firstborn of the creation. The body of Messiah is also referred to as being 
being a congregation of firstborn. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 22 and 23, it is written, But you are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and congregation of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Yeshua is not only the firstborn of creation, but he is also our high priest. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 14. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Mashiach Yeshua. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Yeshua, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, the spiritual understanding of the festival of first fruits. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.